So, Logan, no, it's not because of your ability that we don't think you belong here. Simply put, it's because you are an arrogant little prick. has been chopped through my back courtesy of the Scottish warrior oh my you see you said if I lose I lose and you also said if I win wait a second I lose Well, you see, Seth, I've been losing for seven years. And it's slowly been driving me insane. And it's all because of you, Seth. Do you know what that insanity feels like? It feels like an itch. It feels like an itch that you just can't scratch. It feels like a, like a seven year itch. But at SummerSlam, I'm gonna make you my seven year bitch. Hey guys, this is Billy and this is my very quick raw review. Don't want to keep you guys on here for 30 minutes or 40 minutes or anything like that. We're just going to quickly run through the main points of Monday Night Raw. We're going to do this every single Tuesday after I have watched the show, which I do start watching on Mondays and it does put me to sleep. It's not the Attitude Era, so eventually there is always a lull and I will fall asleep and I finished the show doing my cardio on Tuesday morning. So by Tuesday afternoon I am done and that's usually when I will sit down and do this show. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. It's still currently at LockBetting.com. We will be working on a wrestling Twitter but at the moment it's just so much easier to get people to engage via that one because there is a wrestling following on there despite the fact there wasn't supposed to be. It was supposed to be primarily gambling people but there's a wrestling crossover for sure. But we do want to start a new wrestling Twitter for me but it will be a case of getting everybody over there. So while we're making announcements, people won't really hear them on the new wrestling Twitter unless they navigate over there very, very quickly but these things always take time. And you don't want to be spending time on that when you're trying to revamp your platform. We're making some changes here at the moment, as you guys know, which is why you're getting this show. So whilst we're doing that, there's no point trying to start a brand new Twitter. But it is coming. But at the moment, I'm at LockBetting.com. LockBetting.com is the Twitter account for LockBetting.com. That is my premium betting pay service that has really delivered 121 months in a row of transparent trap profit. That means for over a decade, I haven't had a single losing month in sports betting. Now, I've had losing days. I've even had losing weeks. 
But when you're looking at a 30-day period across a month, I've always, always come out on top for 121 months. The ping tweet on that Twitter account at LockBetting.com is always the P&L, the profit and loss spreadsheet from the previous month. This is obviously verified by my current members. If this was all a sham, this is all a lie, people would be commenting on that and saying, oh, I didn't win this money or, oh, I lost this money. You know how life is in 2023. Everybody is very ready to complain and to call you a liar, but you won't see those comments because all of my clients are making money on a monthly basis and you can make that money as well by heading over to lockbetting.com. All of the old spreadsheets are on that lockbetting.com website. So even though they uh, only the previous month appears as the pin tweet, you can still go back and look at all of the other spreadsheets by going to the lockbetting.com website. And that is where they are permanently kept. So as I said, it is a transparent and tracked profit that we are delivering. And we have done for 121 months. My wrestling content, apart from being here, the Patreon page is the dirtysheets.com. That's where I'll be releasing the latest news. And also check out our YouTube channel. Over on the YouTube channel, we made announcements as to what we were going to do with the podcast moving forward and what we wanted to do on YouTube. So if you missed that and you don't understand why you're getting this show, then I encourage you to head over to the Dirty Sheets YouTube channel. And there's a special bonus show there where we talk about where we're going moving forward, why you're getting the show. And uh, there's also some bonus content on there where we talk about blood and guts. And I drop a Ronda Rousey story that was released on the Dirty Sheets Patreon, but we discuss it over there for free. So if you're interested in that, if you're interested in knowing why you're getting the show, if you're interested in how we're going to make the Dirty Sheets regular show more interactive, why you're going to be getting a Smackdown review and why a show like The Wrestling Informer is returning alongside a new show called Wrestling Lists and the the previous show where we look back at the careers of certain wrestlers. The Wrestling Superstar Profile show is coming back as well. So loads and loads of content coming up. And um, if you want to know why or, or how that's going to be rolled out, go over and check out the YouTube. So looking back at last night's Raw, I didn't tweet too much about it. The main tweet I put out was actually about the, the women on Raw. And I wanted to address that here at the top of the show. I find it incredibly lopsided at the moment when you look at the difference between Raw and SmackDown. And I also think in general, there is a lot of decent looking talent around at the moment. Now, Maxine Dupree, I think she's head and shoulders above the rest. I think for me, she is the number one. It's not a surprise that they're pushing her and finding a reason for her to be on TV every single week because she is a channel stopper. If you're flicking through the channels and you don't stop on Maxine Dupree, you've even given up on sex and you may as well cut your dick off or you are gay and therefore you would not be interested in Maxine Dupree. But if you are a straight male surfing channels at that time of the night, let's say between that big demo, 18 to 45, then you are stopping the channel to see what the hell Maxine Dupree is doing. I absolutely guarantee you anybody with a shred of testosterone in their body will be interested in seeing that woman. She's phenomenal. So for me, she's head and shoulders the number one. But as I'm watching the show, I'm noticing woman after woman. I see Becky Lynch and 
What's funny about her is that you see these dorks who probably haven't lost their virginities yet and they're sitting in their basements and they're criticising the looks of Becky Lynch and are going as far as to say Trish Stratus looks better despite the fact that she's older. Now, I'm not going to say she does or doesn't. Trish is a freak. She looks phenomenal for her age. She looks phenomenal anyway. And maybe she is better than Becky and maybe she's not better than Becky. For me, she isn't. I'm a big fan of Becky Lynch and I don't understand how people can't be. When she's wrestling around in those, um, in those black pants and you're getting that view of her cheeks, I don't know how anybody can be critical of that. She also has a very pretty face and she's done a lot of work on her body. Her body is better after having a kid than it was prior to having a kid with her push. And she's got the new mummy tits which obviously she had after Rue, the baby Rue, sucked the life out of her existing tits, and now she's got some new ones. So what's not to like? She's pretty. She's got a great ass. It's out there when she's wrestling. It, it, it doesn't leave much to the imagination. And she's gone and bought herself a great pair of tits. So I don't understand why you wouldn't be a fan of Becky Lynch. I, I love Becky Lynch. I'd marry Becky Lynch tomorrow. Um, so I'm not understanding that, especially if you're criticising from a standpoint where you've never used your dick. So how are you making criticisms when you would give your left bollock to even have a conversation with Becky Lynch? So for me, Becky's up there. Trish, obviously, no-brainer. Rhea Ripley as well. I'm a fan now. Uh, she's definitely grown on me. Obviously, that's a debatable one because of the whole goth thing. I guess for Rhea, it's a case of, do you want to be strapped down and tied down to her bed and have her fuck you? Do you want to be on all fours while she licks your asshole and milks you? I do. I, I would love for her to do that. And if you want to be dominated in that way by a woman, then you're probably going to like Rhea Ripley, Jade Cargill, and maybe even Charlotte Flair. So I'm not adverse to those types of women. And I think Rhea, as the character develops, um, you get more and more drawn to her. I know there's people that are huge fans of Rhea Ripley, um, obsessed with Rhea Ripley. We'll put her as number one even. I wouldn't go that far, but I definitely am starting to see it. And um, it's, it's the type of girl that I think Cav would really not be into. But I am now becoming a fan of Rhea Ripley. I would definitely put her up there in my top five on Raw, at least. So we've got Maxine, got Rhea, we've got Becky, we've got Trish, we've got Chelsea Green. And for me, she just falls slightly under Maxine. There's just something that's not quite hitting as much as Maxine. I would say Maxine is, is prettier. Maybe it's that forehead that she has. Um, that's, that's probably her only flaw. But other than that, again, pretty face, great ass brilliant tits like I don't understand how anybody's not liking Chelsea Green and then we had that new backstage girl last night I mentioned her I was getting some tweets about what her actual name was I haven't got it down here in my notes because I didn't plan to go this in depth as we're starting the show but but yeah her as well that's a great addition to Raw and then of course Liv Morgan and Liv Morgan has gone up a level wearing those jean material trunks that go right up her ass. I think that's been fun for people to look at. People have noticed that. If you weren't a Liv fan before or you weren't a big Liv fan, you certainly are now. Again, pretty face, really pretty face. Liv Morgan has the prettiest of pretty faces. 
on the on Monday Night Raw. In fact, across the whole of the WWE, because Raw is the show for talent. Raw is head and shoulders above any show. That includes AEW Dynamite, and uh, we'll run through those women at a later date because there's a whole situation going on with Sky Blue at the moment that me and Cav will discuss when we got our heads together. So there is still a reason to listen to me and Cav coming together and Sky Blue will be a topic for sure. Plus Paige is coming up to 10 months or just past, just past sorry, 10 months since she's been at AEW. Want to discuss um, how Cav feels and how I feel about how her run has gone so far. Was she worth signing? Was she a waste of money, a waste of um, a waste of space? We'll talk about that. But yeah, I still think Raw is is head and shoulders above. I may have even missed a couple of people there, but I think they are the main ones that I that I have covered. And um, it's a it's a good watch if you like looking at um, if you like looking at women of wrestling again. I don't think everybody should be utilized in a way where they need to wrestle necessarily. I wouldn't just have everybody out there wrestling, but um, it's it's just good to be able to see these people. And and USA Network should be happy with that because if you compare it to what they've sent over to Fox, I said that um, the only one they've really got is Scarlett. And people started tweeting me going, oh, what about Io? What about Bianca? Yeah, what about them? Like Bianca's got a pretty face, but she's got a a very manly back. And she doesn't have the the tits at the front. Because if you're going to have that muscular physique, when you're looking at the three examples that I outlined in Rhea and Jay Cargill and Charlotte, they've all got the tits at the front. And Bianca's walking around with a couple of fried eggs or, or even pancakes because they're that bad. So I'm not seeing it with her. Definitely a pretty face, 100%. And I can see why... WWE want to market her because she's pretty and and ticks diversity boxes, but it's not one for me. EO Sky, what are you talking about? I've never heard anybody fancies EO Sky. Bailey would only be fancied by complete virgin wrestling nerds. Nobody who's a casual fan or a normal person he's putting her up there as an attractive person. Um, EO Sky, ridiculous. Oscar, ridiculous. Um, I think Scarlett for me is the only one and Zelina Vega as well. I, I didn't mention her in my tweet last night, but yeah, I'll give you a pass if you're a fan of Zelina Vega, if you like that spinner, that spinner look. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's very much clear that Raw has all of the, the eye candy over there. And I definitely noticed that last night. That was one of my observations. Um, as for the show... It's a typical Raw show. Um, Judgment Day came out. They're very, very hot. Dominic Mysterio obviously has a lot of heat. And they're now riding that with this North American title reign. It is the right thing to do at the moment to, to ride the hot hand. But when you're looking at Seth Rollins being the champion, and he's predominantly in a feud with the Judgment Day, you don't still you really don't still think that anybody here has credibility to beat him. I know Priest has the briefcase and I know Balor's the contender and I know Dominic's probably the hottest heel. But individually, you cannot make a case for any of them beating Rollins unless, of course, Priest does cash in that briefcase. And then how is Priest going to carry the, cha- carry the company as champion? Has he been booked well enough? Is he strong enough? Um, we're still coming off him losing to Bad Bunny in April. On, on pay-per-view, or sorry, was that May, April, May, either one. Um, he, he lost at Backlash to Bad Bunny, clean. 
So now he's going to go off, off the back of that to be champion. And, and perhaps that was a test. Perhaps that impressed WWE so much to the point where they're like, we can really go places with this guy. But ultimately, I don't think, as good as Judgment Day are, that you have realistic um, realistic title holders there or realistic um, main eventers there coming out of that group. Rhea, of course, is on the women's side. And you hear people complaining about how she hasn't had loads of title defences. Well, there isn't loads of women. So if she had loads of title defences, she would have faced everybody already. So I'm all right with what they're doing in terms of integrating her into the judgment day. Not everybody needs to wrestle. So while she's attacking people like Liv to set up a match with Raquel and they're holding off on doing anything with um, probably Shayna Baszler's the one who's going to who's gonna win the, the match with Rousey. So she'll be in a position to challenge for the title again. She'll restore some credibility. Obviously, the Becky match is the, the big one and you want to hold that back as long as you can. Perhaps Rumble, perhaps Mania. So it does make sense because who else is she going to fight? You have to elevate someone like Natty. You have to do something with Raquel Rodriguez. You have to do this little thing that she did last night with Liv, which, by the way, is because Liv is legitimately injured, as is Kevin Owens. So they did two angles last night with with, with two people who are legitimately injured. So I don't know what that means for the tag title. Um... I don't like the utilisation of Logan Paul on the show at the moment. He's dropping down to the Ricochet match and he's selling for him all of the time. Now, this is a guy who came in, huge signing, picked up a couple of wins, a tag win with The Miz and then a win over The Miz once he went full time, once he signed a proper deal. And then since then, it's just been loss after loss. He's lost to Roman Reigns. He's lost to Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. He did not win the money in the bank. So Logan Paul is due a win, which he should get against Ricochet. But I don't think he should be doing all of this selling and coming up short in every single segment on the road to SummerSlam. So once he wins this match, they really need to utilise him a lot better. This is somebody who does draw a number. This is somebody who has worldwide recognition, um, especially with young people. Now, Obviously, we talk about the 18 to 45 demo, but I don't think a lot of that demo is, is on the 18 side of things. Your 18 to 25s are not there. Uh, I also know that your you know, 11 to 18-year-olds, your teenagers are, are not massively interested in wrestling at the moment. I am the parents of one who, who only wants to watch selected parts, parts selected by me. So ask, he actually asked me, what, what should I watch? And he won't miss anything with the bloodline and he also won't miss anything with Logan Paul. So you have something there where the kids are interested. And, and across this show, you have things that will interest people. They, there seems to be a conscious effort to engage that casual audience. I'll never be a fan of the long matches that stretch across two breaks. But when you have people out there like Becky and Trish and Maxine Dupree and Chelsea Green and then you have Logan Paul and then you obviously have your your title program at the top. You're obviously building Gunther for a long win streak and he's going to get past the the record of Honky Tonk Man, most likely. You, you have little things that will keep people interested. I still feel that wrestling could be far, far bigger and it could be just shy of the Attitude Era. Obviously, it will never get to the point of the Attitude Era, but when you factor in the number of people that are digesting this show in different ways through DVR, through YouTube, through social media, other social media content, there could be an argument that wrestling 
is as big as it's ever been, especially when you look at the money that it's drawing at the moment. It's obviously making more money than it's ever made. But when you talk to your casual fan, they will still tell you it's something that they used to watch. I still think they can bring people in. I still think if they did the right thing, SmackDown could be drawing three, three and a half million and Raw could be easily doing two and a half million per week if they did the right things. And one of the things that I would do would be to get rid of this brand split. You need Roman to appear on both shows. You need Brock on both shows. You need to re-sign Ronda Rousey. You need Logan Paul to be able to appear on both shows. And you need to utilise these beautiful women in a way where casual fans are interested in it. And that doesn't mean they need to wrestle all the time. So I believe there is something there. There's enough that happens on a weekly basis to say that the show is okay. It's always a six or a seven out of 10 on most weeks. Obviously, there have been some very, very poor ones. I would say last week was an eight. So perhaps last week would have been a better time to start. And yesterday perhaps dropped into that seven, six and a half category, but still very watchable for the most part. As I said, I liked the way you had these beautiful girls spread out across the show. I didn't have an issue with anything that they were doing. They weren't out there meaninglessly wrestling for too long. The the rear segment with Liv Morgan was very cut and dry. We got a glimpse of Chelsea Green backstage. Becky Lynch against Zoe Stark wasn't really going on for too long. Ronda and Shayna did a little bit backstage. Rhea Ripley was obviously on the show throughout, but she's your main female star at the moment. I was I was fine with that. I liked everything they did with the Judgment Day. I thought the, the end of the show was strong. Um, as I said, I don't like how they're booking Logan Paul, but the segment was fine, especially going out there and allowing Ricochet to call him a prick, which obviously was deliberately slated to go on after 10pm. And that's what WWE need to do. They need to really realise that that third hour is on between 10 to 11 and perhaps do more things like that. Unfortunately, it was said by a man who has absolutely no personality. There was There was no conviction there when Ricochet was delivering that line. So... It was a little bit underwhelming. I don't think there's ever been anybody that used the word prick on WWE television was more underwhelming in actually doing it. But that's Ricochet. That's his whole career story. Great wrestler, can do incredible things out there, but has the personality of a fucking broomstick. So unfortunately, there's only going to be a certain level that he can go to. And I hope that that level is just getting in the match with, with Logan Paul, making Logan Paul look good as usual. But Logan Paul getting that win and moving on to bigger and better things. Um, we had a Cody appearance on this show just to um, further build up the match against Brock Lesnar. That now appears to be happening. Um, I would think there needs to be some sort of stipulation added to that because it is the third match. However, we do have the Samoan match that's happening between Roman Reigns and Jay Uso. So that makes me wonder if Cody and Brock are going to actually add some sort of stipulation like a Hell in a Cell or a Last Man Standing match or something like that to it to add finality to this third match or whether there's going to be a fourth or fifth match. Because look, Cody Rhodes is essentially killing time all the way to WrestleMania or all the way to Royal Rumble at least. So he needs things to do that are intriguing and at a semi-main event level. So it's going to be very, very difficult to book Cody for this full year after he failed to win the title. But ultimately, I still think it was the best decision when you look at what the bloodline are doing over on SmackDown. So 
We'll talk about the bloodline, obviously, when we do cover SmackDown. Um, I don't think there's too much more to say about Raw. As I said, we are going to keep it quick, as quick as possible. We're not going to run through chronologically and do every single segment. So this is going to be the show every single week. So until next week, that's it for me. Thanks for listening.